Welcome to the NLP View with your host, Donna Blinston. Each week, Donna will explore how the techniques of NLP can help improve your personal and professional life. And now, here's your host, Donna Blinston. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NLP View radio show. My name is Donna Blinston. On today's show, I am joined by Stephanie Davis, a cognitive laughter and humor consultant, to discuss the links between humor, laughter, health, and well-being, reviewing her best-selling book, Lithology, Improve Your Life with the Science of Laughter. Lithology takes a psychological look at how humor can influence your behavior, help you feel better, and live a happier life. Neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, is a study of subjective experience which acknowledges the fact that an individual will filter the events that happen around around them through their own unique set of filters, which have been created and developed through their life experience. These events we experience, once filtered, become our own internal representation of the events that have happened. This is why each and every one of us will experience the same event differently. Our emotional state and physiology affects our internal representation in the same way as rose-tinted glasses would. This impacts on our behavior and therefore our results. Lithology takes this further and shows just how much benefit can be achieved from laughter. So I would like to welcome to the show Stephanie Davies. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Donna. How are you? I am brilliant, thank you. Really good. How about you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Stephanie. You're welcome. Your work, oh, thank you. Your work really excites me. And from the messages and things that I've received through social media, our Twitter and Facebook, um, our audience, I seem to be really looking forward to it as well. So really promising interview. Before we actually start, Stephanie, could you start by telling our audience about yourself? Yeah. Well, my background, I started uh, about 12 years ago as a stand-up comedian, and I started to realise early on as a comedian that humour actually had a big impact on my life, because not only was it helping me as a comedian look at the world differently, but it was helping me personally look at the world differently. And you hit it on the nail before, the nail on the head before when you were saying about it's our internal representation. And what humour does is it is it, it helps to use our internal representation differently so we can learn to use humor to look at life differently and and lots of comedians do that so I became fascinated with it and started studying it and um, fast forward 12 years and here I am uh, running a company on laughter. Fantastic, fantastic. So where where did it start then? I knew you said you started studying it. Yeah. What made what made the jump into opening the business up? Where did um, did that come about? Well, one of my passions is making sure that uh, anyone can use this technique and that anyone is able to to do it. And so when I started researching into humour, humour is something that we learn. We're born with the innate ability to laugh, but humour is something that we learn. So mm. in order for me to be able to help other people learn it, I, I needed to make sure that um, I had a team of people that that could teach it really, because um, it, it couldn't have been just me, and also to validate that Anyone can do this. It's not just about me having a background in comedy. Anyone could do it. So my team are a mix of people who aren't just comedians. 
questions. And so that's when I really start to think about this as a company rather than just me as one individual person be doing it. Um, plenty, lots of people doing it and, and then just showing by having a company and having other people do it that it can be learned and it can be used. Brilliant. I do agree with you and there is that validation because I'm sure um, there will have been some comments around um, around lithology and how where the power is and how why you would use it, especially for somebody maybe who has got a more um, um, negative mindset or particularly emotional. I've got, I've got a lot of things in their life that they can't find the ability to be happy. So I guess it's um, having that that team behind you reinforces all that and um, I guess allows um, the science behind it to be more um, accepted and people want to start reading about it and learn more about it. Yeah, you're absolutely right and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a brand behind it that was um, not just something that's quite fun and upbeat and, and positive but had a real science behind it because my background now, um, as you mentioned, is in psychology as well. So I've got an MA in psychology and in particular in behavioural psychology and analytical psychotherapy. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that you have to have that as well to to deliver lapology but I wanted to have that credibility behind what we do that it wasn't just something that's fun and um, it can be that as well but it's something that can really change the way you think change the way you feel um, and impact on behaviors as well yeah it certainly does and I know that as I mentioned before it is whatever your state um, and your physiology does affect, affect how you see things just in the same way when you finished a long shift at work and the last thing possible on your mind is going to the gym, but you drag yeah. yourself to the gym reluctantly, exhausted and trying to find an excuse on the way there. But once you've been yeah. to the gym with no energy left at all and you've slogged for an hour, you come out upbeat, full of energy and ready to go again. And that's that whole the change of physiology. Yeah. And laughter yeah, does that, doesn't it? Absolutely, and it's about it's about choice. So humour is is the thinking side of it, how we choose to think differently, um, and laughter is the phys physical side of it. So it has a physical impact on the body, whereas it actually produces endorphins, much like doing exercise. It produces oxytocin in the brain as well, and so it has a physical impact on our body. So yeah, absolutely, it changes. State. And you know yourself, when it, if you've had a bad day or something's happened and at the moment in time you've not found it funny at all, but maybe a couple of days, a couple of weeks or even a couple of months, depending on how bad it was, um, <laughs> later you, you tell a friend about it. And and when you're telling your friend, you almost you can see that perspective. You laugh, and when you yeah. laugh, it throws it into another dimension. So it yeah. changes the way you feel instantly because it changes state, and cognitively, it positions it differently in your mind. Yeah, it does. And how many times have we heard people say, you know, you'll laugh about this in the future? Yeah. And there and then, you want to poke them in the eyes, but you do, as you say. Yeah. You do, you do laugh in the future, and. It is, and I certainly, what I do notice, um, certainly with my clients, is they don't laugh. Not so much they don't ever laugh, but laughter and talking about laughter and jokes and talking about ever seeing a comedy stretch or anything like that, to find out their everyday routine, they don't seem to have room for laughter to be in it. 
And I think that that might be um, a contributor to the emotional states that they're in because they're trapped in in that, it's almost um, that negative emotional pattern where they're they're feeling down and low and depressed and that's their mental feelings but also, and their emotional feelings, but also their physical feelings of being tired. So they think negatively about themselves, which makes the behaviours negative and they run around in that negative circle and until you can break through that and put that laughter in, that's where those difficulties lie, isn't it, for them? Yeah, absolutely. And and it is something as simple. And, and I think that's why it's um, something, like you said, that people don't think about, like finding more laughter in their life. Because people think, well, is, is that really going to have an impact? But it does. And there's been so much research out there and scientific proof that that conclusively says, yeah, it is great for us. Um, but because there's there's no, um, I suppose, uh, NHS or you know doctors high level doctors out there saying yes, this is what we must prescribe, and you know it's about prescription very much. this is not pill for it. Then people go, well, is this something that I can I can just do? Is it that simple? And the simple answer is, and it's not even and understanding where you go to get those things as well, because happiness is something that we need to work on, and and feeling positive and upbeat is something that we need to work on. It's not just something that we're born with, and so to be able to have it in your life, you have to have an active model to be able to look at or tools and techniques to be able to pull out and use at any one time. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. There's certainly... Do you know, it's interesting, you know, you're saying about um, doctors haven't done any of the training or um, education or the research behind it, should I say. And looking back, Mm. when I was um, more of a junior nurse, I used to work on um, a male gastroenterology ward. And on a Sunday... There's a couple of members of staff that I work with who are fantastic, if they're listening now. And mm-hmm. we used to, um, one of the, the the people I worked with had a fantastic singing voice. And whenever, um, I can't think of the name of the song, it'll come to me in a minute. But whenever this song would come on the radio, he'd start singing and he had a beautiful voice. And he'd be dancing around and we'd have patients who'd be bobbing, <laughs> dancing in yeah. the chairs. And we'd have the radio on. And we would, and that was our thing in the, in the morning because nobody wanted to work on Sunday morning. So yeah. that was our cat. He put the radio on, and you know, and the atmosphere in that ward was wonderful on Sundays. And you know, reflecting back, we didn't have the same health problems on a Sunday. Saturday, often we had a lot of medical problems that exasperated through the day. And sure, there was some poorlies, but there was a, there was a, diff- a completely different day a Sunday. Yeah, and there's there's a. A psychology called um, psychoneuroimmunology, which looks at and has been proved conclusively the link between how we think our immune system um, and the connections that we make to the world and how we feel about ourselves. And so what amazes me is when you go into children's wards, and children's wards are brilliant and they do it brilliantly and they've got really colourful paintings on the wall. Um, It's not very much about play, it's very much about speaking positively to those children. And then you go um, on the other side into adult wards or adult health centres or hospices and, you know, it's straight walls, it's white walls, 
Um, it's very quiet. You speak very quietly. Uh, and, and as much as it's about choice, but there's not that choice there, like you said, yeah. to be able to bring that humor, that playfulness, that laughter. And it does make us feel better. And if if the choice was there, I know which one I would choose. Uh, sometimes yeah. you do just want to be quiet, you want to be left alone. But if there's a choice to go into a room there where it is play and colourful and fun, that should be there as well. Of course, yes. It should be. And you'll often see, you know, children or people who they want, they're in there and they want to be over on the other side, especially if they've got that access and they can see that which is obviously just watching it is doing something for them. So if they were able to go over, what a difference that potentially could make that we're missing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same. It's not just about um, hospitals and and health, which is very much about as well. It's about um, our workplaces. It's about our schools as well. That There is this idea that to get anything done, it has to be serious. Mm. Uh, and like I, I keep saying, it is about balance. But you know, happy happy people are pr- more productive people, and it's been shown time and time again in lots of research that's been done. Um, and we know ourselves that if we're happy doing something, we're more likely to continue do it and go that extra mile in doing it, rather than just thinking, looking at the clock and thinking about when the time will finish. And so, if we can create spaces. In lots of different organisations, hospitals, schools, um, and workspaces, where there is a happy environment, where laughter can happen, where people talk um, with a sense of humour, and that's allowed as a balance, you're just going to get a better output in in whatever situation that is. It's true. It's very true. So, if you were going to to teach um, lathology, where would you start? What would you do, Stephanie? So, um, first of all, I get people to um, speak to me and, and and tell me what they think um, is the difference between laughter and humour because it is important to define those things first. Um, and one of the things I talk, ask people to think about is where is the humour in their life already or what's their sense of humour like? Um, often we do group work and we ask them to discuss it in groups. So we can start to define um, what types of, different types of humour people have and, and learn a little bit about different types of humour. Um, and then one of, the most, um, one of the models that we use the most is a model called FLIP, um, which is about being able to flip your state of mind um, and be in control of your emotions rather than having your emotions control you. And FLIP is an acronym as well as a, a trigger word, if you like, for people to be able to look at the world differently. And as a comedian, I used to always look at a situation and think, how can I flip this on its head? So to break it down very quickly, the F and flip is for focus. It's about what do you actually focus on in that situation? Are you focusing on the negative outcome? Are you focusing on what's happening now? Or, like you said before, can you focus on how would you think about this or talk about this in the future? What might you say differently if you were telling this tale to a friend in the pub. Um, L is for language, because language, as you know, has a huge impact on the way we're feeling. Comedians are brilliant linguists, so they will change and swap words ever so slightly just to get a comedic response. And so it depends on what language you're using internally and externally. I is for imagination. So can you imagine the situation differently? Um, And imagination is the key to humour. 
Um, and P for pattern breaking is if you're if you're thinking differently, talking differently, um, using your imagination differently, then you're going to get a different outcome. And humour is very much about pattern breaking. So it's always about what humour does is it takes you down one route, and it's the unexpected, it's the change that makes you laugh. It's mm. it's that unexpected. And so where is the pattern in the situation, and and can you change it? Um, so it's very much about how we think, but also pathology very much is about we do things about um, people keeping laughter diaries or humour diaries, thinking about what are the things that really make them laugh, the people that make them laugh in their life and having a list of those things or going back through your day and thinking about where did you find the funny in your day? Because the more you are open to that and look for it, the more you're likely to see it and it becomes a natural thought process in, in your everyday. It is, and I suppose for some people, it, it I think that's probably the start, isn't it, of noticing when they do actually laugh, or if they yeah. do. And I think the more you focus on when you do it and reminisce on how well that did feel, the more you'd want to do it. So it's like yeah. it self-fulfills, doesn't it? Yeah, it's recognising, because... You said it before, you know, some people just aren't like that. And and mm. it's about the way they've been brought up. And so if you've been brought up like that, you're not going to really know any different because it's learned. And yeah. um, we're all born with the innate ability to laugh. So we can find it more in our lives. And recognizing how that makes you feel is really, really important because people then say, well, hang on, I like that feeling or that made me feel good or stop and appreciate it. And when you do that, you're more likely to to find out where those where those triggers are or where those behaviours lead to that are going to make you feel like that again. Mm. It's very true, very true. I know I've got um, a client, well, not so much anymore. Um, she's been fantastic. But mm-hmm. um, previously, in the beginning, um, very, very um, low in mood, quite depressed, would always um, have her shoulders down and looking towards the floor. Mm-hmm. So as we know in NLP, we get them to look up and sit back, yeah. and that that change of physiology in itself makes such a big difference to them. And when I was asking her how she feels every day and how she'd like to feel every day, she only knew feeling low and miserable and quiet and calm and withdrawn. She couldn't yeah. she couldn't give me any other words as if she didn't have those options. Yeah. So I got her to describe her day and something that had happened, but I got her to describe it looking up and tapping her feet really fast. So she started to smile, and she's like, I can't describe it when my feet are tapping, and said it in that way, whereas normally she'd be talking and she'd be really low and she'd have her head down and she'd be fiddling with her fingers and that really low voice. Because I had her up and just tapping her feet, automatically she was like, stop it, I can't do it. But the animation in her voice was completely different. Yeah, so because and she talked into that and she acknowledged it, I made her practice that every time she felt low. And I didn't have to do much else with her. Then it was just yeah. confidence building. Whereas she came to me thinking that her whole life was useless, wasted, and she needed a complete put-in-a-bag shake about and start again. Yeah, and it is just getting people to recognize how they are. I remember very early on um, when I started life out as a comedian and just, what you're describing there is I had to think very quickly about how I was going on stage because if I was really 
nervous, which, you know, as a comedian, you are. Um, and I was thinking, please like me, or I want to be funny, I want to be funny, and, oh, no, gosh, you know, I hope I'm funny. That would really come over. If I would go on stage thinking, I am funny, and I, I love this crowd, this is going to really work, and change my shoulders, the way I'm talking, looking up rather than looking down at the floor, it would completely change the way people responded to me and the way I would deliver that communication, that material as well. So, and the old adage of in comedy that it's all in the delivery stretches right across not just comedy, but like you said, in, in everything that we do, it's about how we deliver it to ourselves internally and externally. So it's very much about how we communicate it as well. It is, it is. And it is that I mean, the communication point that you make there, and our communication is, is everything about us and being able to laugh and show it's, it's that energy that you share and the, the, the non-linguistic communication that we do. And, and laughter says so much without saying any words because you have that bounce about you, that energy to you, and that's shared and reciprocated. I don't really struggle with that word. <laughs> Put my teeth back in. It, it's um, it is reciprocated between the two of you. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it says so much more. And as you yeah. say, you come into a room with that confidence and with that belief and that happiness and that laughter amongst you when you start your show. That is that energy is dispelled across the whole of the audience. Yeah, and what I love about laughter and about smiling as well so humans are quite different but what I love about the laughter and smiling is that it knows no language it knows no culture it knows no boundaries um, so I remember one time and this is in the book that um, I was talking to a friend about her she was on holiday with her daughters and her daughters were playing down on the beach and I and as you do when you're um, young, you make friends very quickly. You don't have many inhibitions. And when she went to get a daughter to say, come on, let's go and have some ice cream, she said, are you going to say bye to your friends? And she just looked at her and smiled and waved. And she said, what's your friend's name? She said, I don't know. And she said, well, you've just been playing with her for half an hour. Why don't you know her name? And she said, well, she didn't speak English, Mum. And she said, well, how did you communicate? And she said she had the same laughter language as me. And that, oh, no. for me, is just beautiful. Yeah. Because that says exactly what that can do. It can cross everything. Because yeah. once you get that connection, it doesn't matter whether you're young or old, and everyone will recognise it from board meetings, when you've got, you know, your head poncho standing at the front and he's talking in, you know, this language that you perhaps don't understand, business language, <laughs> and using the lingo, yeah. acronym, and someone might make a joke, and all of a sudden everyone laughs. And everyone goes, oh, do you know what? That's the human level. That's yeah. the level we communicate on best. Yeah. So it's about where do we find that level? Because we all build up this facade that we have to be in a certain way and we have to use a certain type of language. And actually, the most simple language and the most simple form of communicating is the one that's the best. Yeah. It's funny you say about your friend's little girl. We've just been away for two weeks. And uh, my little boy is 22 months. And yeah. uh, he's, he's saying random words and little bits of sentences, but he's certainly not communicating um, linguistically yeah. yet. And um, the children that he was playing with, and we'd be in the pool and he'd play with, and the little friends that he made, was it was just so innocent and easy. And you know, some of the older ones were saying, well, what is he saying? 
And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. He's just he's jibber jabbering away to himself. But he, they're all laughing and joking. And he went up to little boy who was laughing, and Cameron just started laughing straight at him because they were laughing. And then they went running around the table, the pool tables together. And there was, um, as you say, it was uh, that that unconscious rapport that they built that had no boundaries, you know. And they, yeah. they played for well, it was a good forty minutes, an hour, um, while we were all sudden chatting. Yeah, and we just don't, we don't have that as we get older, or we do, but we lose it. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a science called neoteny, which I talk about in the book as well, which is um, about how getting back to that childlike state, uh, being able to think like children and, and act like children, behave like children, actually cuts through all that rubbish and helps us think um, very playfully and get over stuff quicker and try things and not be worried so much about what other people think. Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to reading through the rest of your book. Um, I didn't get a chance to read all of it before the show. I read bits and pieces, and I've read um, every bit I can on the internet about you, just so excited about the interview. And that would be one bit that I would like to investigate further, because I'm sure it would be something that we can, as adults, take and transform our own lives further. Yeah, yeah, we can learn a lot from children, really. Yeah. We can so much, and there's that that beautiful innocence for children. There's no there's no boundaries. There's no pressure. There's no time as things have to be done now. We seem to put our own pressures on and decide when they're going to be put and how how stiff those boundaries are going to be put in place. And that's the end of it, isn't it? Yeah, and we forget to laugh. Children laugh more than adults do. Yeah. Um, you know, on average, adults laugh three times, four times less than children do because of those pressures that are perceived that we put on ourselves. And um, we take life very, very seriously, whereas children, they get something wrong, they pick themselves up, and they will laugh about it, even there and then. Yeah, they do. They really do. Well, Stephanie, can you tell our audience where they can buy your book from and your website yeah. details for me? Well, the website is uk. People can buy the book on Amazon. So if you just type in Laughology into Amazon or you can go on to the publisher's website, which is Crown House Publishing, um, and buy it off there. Or um, Waterstones in the UK is stocking it as well. So um, And any other uh, online bookstores. Um, it's also just become available on the Kindle as well. So you can download it on the Kindle. Thank you. Can you just repeat your website? I'm not sure whether the whole um, a whole address came out there, Stephanie. Yeah, it's www.laughology.co.uk, um, and the book is called um, Laughology: Improve Your Life with the Science of Laughter. Fantastic. And what what type of courses and things do you run um, in Laughology, Stephanie? Well, everything from we look at communication, we do our basic course, which is about um, increasing your sense of humour, um, learning to look at life differently, using FLIP. Um, we do a recovery programme as well for people with addiction as well. Um, we do team building. We do we do one-to-ones do as well, um, but we are very busy with our one-to-ones, which is great. Uh, we do happy teams, happy workforces. Um, customer service as well so everything and we always say to people come and chat to us drop us an email um, which you can do at info at 
laughology.co.uk. Let us know what you want, and we'll generally create something around that. Fantastic. I'm um, very interested in coming on to one of your courses. I can see um, where how perfectly the laughology models and things fit within the world of NLP, especially from that basic foundation of just our general communication and how our state changes our physiology. And I'm sure all of our audience will be able to agree with that and know times themselves where maybe they have been angry or frustrated at something. They've got to that point where they've bubbled because of anger and out of that they've had to laugh because they've had no other choice but to laugh and um, that has changed the situation completely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me today on the show. It has been a pleasure and I hope all of our audience buy your book, certainly visit your website and find out more about how laughter can improve their lives. Thanks, Donna. It's been really lovely speaking to you. Thank you. And a big thank you to all of our audience for tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about NLP, then tune in each week and also visit my website, www.donnablinston.com, where you'll be able to pick up a copy of my best-selling book, Psychobabble, a straightforward plain English guide to the benefits of NLP. You can also visit theorganicview.com and sign up for our newsletter, which will keep you updated with the up-and-coming shows, guests and online workshops. You can always keep, also keep in touch with us and post any questions that you might have for our guests via the social media of Twitter, and we are at the NLP View, or via Facebook, the forward slash the NLP View. Look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>